no way. We're back and better than ever. Welcome back to the Full Court Press podcast. The Fultz Court Press. The terrible name, and I'm glad they're dead. Still a better name than the Thunder. My name's Lufa. Come on, man. Just shoot me. How could there be more? I don't understand. Dear God. Joined today here by Bald. Fuck you guys. He's asked. This will come back to bite him in the ass. Sandy. I heard he had sex with a couple thousand thugs. I got a load of reception. And Duke. Donkey Basket. This objectively a great idea. Finger wag. I prefer not. Do my podcast made by fools for fools, or should I shoot myself? No, no, no. figuratively. Everything yeah. will be fine. All right, uh, we're back and better than ever. Thank you so much for tuning into the Fool Court Press podcast. We are finally back. Sorry for the long, uh, long layoff, guys. Uh, we've been uh, dealing with some uh, life issues uh, currently. I have moved. I am no longer in the same location. I am also still moving. Um, but that is uh, just my regular ambulatory uh, idiosyncrasies. I'm joined today by Sandy. Sandy, say hi. Yeah, he said we're sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. I, you, you will be. I never apologize. There's nothing to apologize for. <laughs> never lost. Uh, so, yeah, uh, well, we've, we haven't really talked since the, the opening uh, opening week. Uh, or the opening day of uh, games, basically. So, Sandy, what are uh, what are some things that have uh, happened that uh, that caught your interest? Uh, when Book is actually in the game and playing, uh, he looks fantastic. He's a fucking beast at point guard. Yeah. This is going to be his best year ever. It's incredible. Yeah, he's a uh, he is a, like I think he unlocked something with Durant. Uh, and we definitely saw it come to fruition with uh, the the playoff run. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it, like it, it's that small sample size has become a large sample size, uh, and uh, you know he, I think so long as he can stay healthy, which obviously is the asterisk uh, most uh, most players in this league, uh, I think he has a good chance to uh, to be in an MVP conversation, which I I had discounted him um, at the beginning of the season because of the Durant factor. And I thought that would take away a little bit of the attention, but it's clear who the best player on that team is right now. Durant has been great too. Not that he didn't take anything. He's been killing it. But I'd say Booker has been better, uh, for sure. But at least Durant's been playing, been there every day, every day, which is is a big, a big win for, uh, the, the, uh, for the Suns at this point. Durant is averaging over 30 points a game. Uh, he, he just, he's, it doesn't matter how often he gets hurt. He just, he's, he's so consistent. Like, this is just who he is. The best scorer in, in history, I would say. Like, no one's better than this man. Just at scoring the ball. How are you feeling about the center position right now? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm liking Nurkic. Yeah. He's, uh, it's, he's obviously, Interesting offensively. He seems to unlock a little bit more offensively because of his passing. And I feel He's like a great passer. I feel like they've uh, they've really amplified that aspect of his game since moving him to the Suns. Defensively, yeah, there's a lot to be desired, obviously. Um, I feel like the, the Lakers game was a real a real shot across the bow when it comes to what 
the whether or not the, the Suns will even be able to use them at all in the playoffs. You think? Well, yeah. It, it all depends on Anthony Davis staying healthy. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was more LeBron uh, putting uh, putting Nurkic in this place in, in that game. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, uh, it, it, it's a, uh, it's an interesting team. What are your thoughts on any of the dramas? Uh, there was a, a trade. Do you want to talk about the trade that happened? What trade happened? What, what, what did I miss? You don't, you don't remember the trade that happened while we were gone? No. Okay. Well, okay. So there's this guy, he wasn't showing up to work. Um, it was apparently excused absences, but Anyways, the team he uh, the team that he uh, was on all of a sudden started playing really well, and they decided instead of holding on to him forever and uh, multiplying the drama, they would dip him off, uh, ditch him off to the the L.A. Clippers. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, it's just the Clippers have been so bad since he got there. It's honestly been forgettable. <laughs> well, he got a game winning shot. It's about yeah. fucking time, isn't it? Yeah, so James Harden uh, got traded to the Clippers, as was his wish. Uh, they tried playing him yeah. with Russell Westbrook the start, and then Russell came to the conclusion that it's best for the team that he comes off the bench. And now the <laughs> and now the Lakers are winning, or the, not the Lakers, the Clippers are winning again. Yeah, don't, uh, don't, so. don't make that mistake. They'll come for you. <laughs> so the trade is interesting. So uh, the Sixers got a couple first-round picks. Um, they also got a pick swap. Then they also got Nicholas Batum, Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, KJ Martin, and the Clippers got James Harden, PJ Tucker, and then Philip Petrevsky, who they then flipped over to the the uh, Sacramento Kings. Yeah. What, what's the uh, what's the biggest asset that they got? You think here? Who the Sixers? Yeah. It's got to be the unprotected draft picks. You know, like I, obviously, like one of the things that's pretty clear about the Clippers is they're at a crossroads. It seems like it's a now or never situation for them, and so far it hasn't been working out so well for them, and maybe a never. But I mean, they have four—they call it four stars, but let's be honest, there's only three of them that are potential all stars on the team: in uh, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and James Harden, um, all of whom plus Russ are on expiring contracts this season and the Clippers have to make a decision whether or not they're going to be maxing and building around, you know, two very injured superstars. Um, James Harden, who has been as fly by night and unpredictable, or I, I mean, I guess not unpredictable, very predictable um, superstar of the last like four to three to four years. And then Russ, who you know had been fitting in very well with the team, but there's real questions about how he fits now that James is in in the fold in the organization, whether there's going to be room for him to be be even there. Um, so uh, I think that uh, the, when you look at the the Clippers, they have uh, they have a lot of uh, they have a lot of questions that need to be answered. It was a big risk, but they were already in a situation where Paul uh, Paul and Kawhi were coming up for renewals, and they had to make that decision anyway. So it'll be interesting. I, I don't I don't think that it doesn't make sense for them to go forward with it, but you know it's a huge risk. That said, realistically, those picks they're probably going to be pretty valuable. <laughs> 
Uh, I imagine that the Clippers, uh, the Clippers have got like a one to two year window. So if I'm betting on years four and uh, four and six of that window uh, being bad, I think that there's a good chance that it will be that way. Um, Outside of that, though, like, I mean, KJ Martin was an interesting player on the Rockets. He didn't really get much time to get his sea legs and he hasn't really had much time to um, do much in in Philadelphia. Uh, Robert Covington, Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris wasn't even getting minutes anymore in uh, L.A. Nick Nick Batum is probably the biggest player that's lost out of the the 76ers rotation, but I think you get a lot of what you get from Nick Batum from P.J. Tucker. So I think overall the the Clippers didn't get hurt tremendously, but the 76ers, I think, um, they turn – it's clear with – Tyrese Maxey's development this season that um, Harden would only be taking away from taking away from the development of what seems to be a potential superstar, all-star, all-NBA player in the making. At this point, considering how he's played, I'd be more surprised if he wasn't an all-star than if he was because he's been electric. I think he's definitely on his way to becoming an all-star. Obviously, we're like halfway through uh, halfway through the first month of the season right so it's hard to say mm-hmm. for certain you know he might get injured you know, i'm not saying that i like that it should happen but you know like i'd say he's definitely in positioned himself to be an all-star at this point in time but you never know what's going to happen that said uh all nba that's a pretty tough uh area for anybody to make with only six guard positions i guess there's not uh positions anymore but even still being a top 15 player in the league we'll see how that works out for him but if he just, does, if he does hit that though, the fact that the uh, 76ers decided not to uh, re-sign him in the offseason will make him very expensive. Just can't wait to see uh, Sixers fans out here asking why the fuck Batum's in in the fourth <laughs> quarter. <laughs> I, I mean Batum, you know, he's he can hit he can hit the outside shot, and he's uh, he's got good length. Uh, on the on the perimeter for defense, like I mean, he he's been a contributor for a number of seasons. Um, for the you're not familiar with that meme, are you? Oh no, I'm not. Sorry. Uh, there's a meme on NBA Twitter. Just later on, just, just search up why the fuck with two man. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, I think that the trade is interesting from both parties. Obviously, it looks like the Clippers are on the losing end so far, but we'll see how it goes. Um. I imagine come come midseason if everyone's healthy on the Clippers, they they'll have figured something out at this point in time. They they have too much talent not to. Mm-hmm. Have. have you seen that? Uh, one of our pod's favorite players is recently re-signed to a contract in Detroit and is actually getting minutes. Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox. Yeah, I know he's a the Detroit Pistons. I uh, I watched the Detroit Pistons today. Um, full disclosure, they mm-hmm. sucked ass. Uh, oh, yeah. Kevin Knox was there. Kevin Knox had in at the end of the first half had the ability or like had a free run at the basket. The Raptors yep. gave the ball away, did nothing with it. And <laughs> and then he had a free run to the basket. There was no one around him. All he had to do was lay it up. He had enough time. The buzzer buzzer rings as the ball leaves the hand, rimmed it out. Rimmed out an open layup breakaway. Um down the uh, down the floor, uh, floor, just absolute, absolute Kevin Knox at his finest. There's, there's two sides of the coin here because his first game with them, the man shot seven for eight, 
and yeah. had 18 points. And, yeah. and then today, the man shot two for 11 and had six points. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's uh, he's not very he's not very good, and as a result, he's not very consistent. Um, you know, it, it's it's sad because I feel like Kevin Knox had uh, had a lot of hype when he was in Chicago, and when he went to New York, everyone was pretty excited about him. Uh, and then Zion Williamson just completely sunned him in the summer league, and he's never recovered uh, ever since. Um, and it's uh, it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy that Zion Williamson uh, need to uh, need to per- parent uh, destroyed another life. How have the the Pelicans looked so far? I'm assuming you've been watching much of them. Uh, I've uh, yeah, I've uh, I've caught a couple games of the Pelicans. They haven't been very impressive, which is surprising because they're relatively healthy. Um, has only missed a few games. Yeah, like, um, but yeah, right now the the Pelicans uh, sit ninth in the in the West, six and seven uh, record. Um, and yeah, like they don't like they've been dealing with some injuries. Obviously, TJ McConnell blew up his lung. Oh um, wow. You mean uh, not TJ McCollum? Sorry, CJ McCollum. Yeah, I'm like, wait a second here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they can't be expected to compete with TJ McConnell with a blown up lung. I mean, he can't even play in Indiana anymore. I'm I'm just wondering how the heck they got the bomb in there. <laughs> Did you not see the uh, it, it, like it, it got it got a little viral on the on uh, on Twitter or X? Because uh, basically, uh, I think it was ESPN posted uh, posted like their like graphic. It's like breaking news: CJ McCollum blew up his lung, and it's like him just holding his chest, right? Like at like at, like in an NBA game, and like he responded, he's like, "This photo is ridiculous. <laughs> like I can't believe this is what you went with when you're delivering the news." And like honestly, looks like he's dying on the court. Like is what they're reporting at this point. They they got my man out here looking like Goku with the hard virus. It's ridiculous. So right now, uh, per NBA uh, NBA stats um, or NBA.com forward slash stats, uh, the New York Pelicans have a have a offensive rating of one hundred and ten point six, a defensive rating of one hundred thirteen point eight, which gives them a minus three point one net rating, which would be twenty first in the league. So overall, their defense is bad. Their offense is not organized. They don't have anybody really to organize the offense with uh, Jose Alvarado and uh, CJ McCollum uh, being out right now. So, uh, but they they do have a really good uh, rookie right now, probably one of the top five rookies in the league so far, performance wise. Um, let me just get his name because I don't want to mess it up here. It's Jordan Hawkins, I think. Yeah, Jordan Hawkins. Uh, he's uh, leading all rookies with three pointers made. He had a uh, five in a game uh, against the Denver Nuggets. Uh, he's a uh, he definitely seems to be um, a real gunner. So he's a player to watch uh, for uh, for the future for sure. Uh, already at 0.4 win shares, which has him trumping Kevin Knox's entire career. Uh, so oh wow, do with that, uh, do with that what you will. <laughs> He played 13 games. He's already uh, already surpassed Kevin Knox's career win shares. It doesn't take much. It does not take much. No, it doesn't. Uh, other news in the league: uh, the Chicago Bulls 
uh, have announced that they're shopping uh, Zach Levine. Zach Levine has asked for a trade, it sounds like, or has asked, the, asked them to explore a trade. Where I just want them to free DeMar. Well, I mean, if they're going to move on from Levine, DeMar is obviously on a uh, expiring contract, and it sounds like they are in. Uh, there's been some holdups in negotiating extension with DeMar. So interesting to see what they're going to do. Uh, obviously, they have Vucevic that they just signed to a terrible contract. Um, I don't know what they're doing. They have Alex Caruso, who's probably uh, who's probably the their best trade asset. And then they have uh, Zach Levine, who's got a pretty big contract, but you know has a lot of value in the league as a shooter. And then obviously Demar Derozan. Uh, you know, I think has has a little bit of value, but on an expiring contract, the type of player he is, I think a lot of teams would be nervous about adding him because it would require them to redesign a lot of their off- office offensive infrastructure. But it'll be interesting. What are you thinking uh, for Zach Levine? Any any teams that come to mind that you'd like to see him on? I don't really want to see him play. <laughs> I, I try not to watch when he's out there. He's just. He just doesn't have the pop he used to. It's not as exciting anymore. I I, I prefer watching Demar. Yeah, no, Demar uh, Demar is fun. Now, uh, now the uh, Bulls did start uh, the first quarter of their game last night with the Miami Heat, and they were down twenty-two to one. Do you know what the final score of that game was? Uh, no. One hundred two ninety-seven for the Chicago Bulls. Oh wow! Yeah, Heat culture. More like he got vultured. <laughs> now Miami's doing pretty well to start the season. Uh, as soon as uh, Tyler Hero got uh, got injured, they started winning again. I don't know if that's connected, but they're eight and five, sitting at fourth in the league. Um, and uh, yeah, they they uh, they have their rookie Jaime Hawkins appears to be a superstar uh, in the making. Um, they really like uh, they really like what he's giving them on a night to night basis. Uh, have you had a chance to see the Miami Heat, and what are your thoughts on this season so far? No, I don't watch the Heat play basketball. Yeah, unless it's the playoffs. Yeah, they were on the. They were. I did watch one game with them that wasn't. Uh, um, yeah, I think it was a couple nights ago because they were like the only team playing. And so, uh, to be fair here, uh, they're they're probably doing better than you expected they would to start the year. Yeah, they certainly are. Uh, I mean, they were doing as good as I was expecting at the beginning of the season, and then Tyler Hero got hurt, and then they all of a sudden started playing much better than I was expecting them to play. We don't have a rundown, per se, for this, so this is just kind of being like a little open back and forth here. How about we take a look at uh, our predictions and how they're faring so far, if you have those saved. I don't know if you do or not. I don't have that open, but here's what I can say. Let's take a look at. Uh, I got the standings open here right now. So the They're Boston alive. Celtics. I remember seeing that uh, having them as number two on my uh, prediction. Um, they're leading the East right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm have them at like five or four, something well, like that. The one that I'm going to have to eat crow on because everything that I thought was going to happen with them didn't happen. They are completely uh, a juggernaut team uh, that needs to needs to be stopped to be honest they are they are the terminator that needs to be destroyed um is the philadelphia 76ers i definitely thought that philadelphia was going to be bottom uh, bottom half uh, like of the playoff rotation like probably an away team not a home court team i think you were thinking the same thing with them 
uh, mostly because of the Harden drama. And turned out that the Harden drama was perfect for them because Tyrese Maxey has taken the next leap at this point in time. And it's clear that that's the case. But, uh, yeah, he, he took he took a leap there. He's getting more opportunities. He's having the ball in his hand more, and they have all reaped the benefit. Now, the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, they ha- are sitting in third. I had them as the first place team. They've had some injury issues with both Giannis and Dame Lillard both missing some time, but when they've been together, they haven't really flowed the way that people were expecting. And Even though they're third in the league, there's a lot of questions about how their defense is looking, how their offense is looking, um, and in general, it, it just Dame Lillard's like inability to shoot the three-pointer all of a sudden. Uh, what are your thoughts on what we've seen so far from Milwaukee? I mean, I feel like the Bucks are a team that you can pretty much count on to when they get it going, they're going to get hot. Because last year, they had a period where they were kind of hurt and beat up, and then they went on like a crazy like a eighteen win game winning streak or something like that, like, and then they just took off. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll figure it out. They'll be fine. Yeah, no, I, I think I, I think I agree with you. Like um, Milwaukee is. Uh, um, they they have a rookie head coach. They definitely they got have, a new superstar in there. Yeah, they got a lot of changes. They fired their offensive coordinator uh, two days before the season started, named Terry Stotts. Um, so it's a you know it's a lot to it's a lot of changes happening all at once. I think that the talent will win out though. Uh, Miami, we've already touched on sitting in fourth at eight, eight and five. The Orlando Magic. I think both of us, I think I had Orlando outside the play, and I believe around 13th place. Now, obviously, I had it's, them on like, I had them like 11 or 12 or so. Yeah, obviously. Ooh, I love this team. <laughs> obviously, the season's pretty young, but 8 and 5 is a really good record. Now, I've watched this team, and I actually don't like watching them play. Yeah, I love this team. I feel like they have way too much focus on Paulo Bancaro. Uh, Paulo doesn't pass the ball. He takes really bad shots all the time. I really wish they would play a little bit more through Franz. Yes. Because I think Franz has a has uh, the playmaking ability. I think he has a decision-making ability. Um, and the other aspect of Orlando that's just ever-present is the fact that none of their star players or core players can shoot the ball um, very well. Franz can um, to a degree, but because they like, because of that, they don't play the ball and put his ball in his hands, and they just kind of camp him out on the wing in the corner. And uh, I think that's a disservice to the team in general. I think if they, for them to take the next step, they need to start finding some talented shooters to put around this core. And I think they need to really think to themselves, I get that Paulo Bancaro is the first overall pick, but are they doing another Aaron Gordon situation where they're miscasting a player no. as a number one option? No, no. I think this is all a little bit uh, overstated here. This is his second season. They're way ahead of the curve. If this is the pace they're going to be at, 8-5 and five right now, no one expected this. They're going to come down to earth a little bit. And I mean, I'll just remind you the Jazz were undefeated. Or like uh, Portland was undefeated for the first half of last season. Yeah, the first half of last season, the first quarter of last season. So, is is a case where this is a young team that is going to take time for them to all gel because they're 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 young. The nucleus of this team is very young, so I I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about them having guys in the wrong places. Paolo's going to have to get the the bad shots out of his system one way or another, right? 
Like he, they, 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 they have to do what they got to do to figure it out. All I want is to this somehow become Point Franz six ten point guard running the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, they have a lot of point guards. Like uh, Anthony Black is seems to be a real, real contributor. They're they're better with him on the floor than they are with him out with him. Suggs off the is floor. Uh, Suggs was back tonight, so I don't think Black got very many minutes. Suggs uh, seems to be a legitimate shutdown point guard. Like he is a legitimate defensive threat. He's a pit bull out there. Um, Fultz obviously is a really good point uh, point guard playmaker. That said, you know, you know, what uh, outside of uh, like they have a lot of resources dedicated to point guard, but none of those guards can shoot very well, right? So I think that's that's kind of the hiccup that they're at this point in time. While they started off uh, strong with an eight and five record, I think the team is tragically flawed at this point, and I don't see that. I still wouldn't expect them to make the play in. Oh, definitely not this year. I'm not even saying that that this year they're going to do that. I'm saying in another two or three years, we just got to let these guys fall into their roles and mesh with one another a little bit. They they need to have more time. They, they they're too young to be pulling the plug on any guys or anything like that. They 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 all. Uh, Suggs is 22, Paolo's like 21, Franz is 22, 23. Like they're this is a young, young team. So they need time. So I, I what I what I think I'm trying to get to is that while I was willing to eat crow on Philadelphia 76ers because clearly I feel like I was wrong on them and what I'm seeing from them is real. I'm not ready to take back uh, Orlando not making the play in um, at this point in time. I think that that's still a that's fine. Yeah, I, I I didn't have them in the play in either, and I don't think they're going to. Uh, I think that the one team, uh, that I was the most right about here is sitting in eighth place. Seventh place. Oh, no, I'm talking about the Cavs. Oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to them. Let's, we'll, uh, let's talk about the New York Knicks. So the New York, New York Knickerbockers. I had them I, fucking the second ranked team in the East. Yeah. Well, they're tied with the Orlando Magic. I think one thing's clear is that they need a change, um, they need to bring in somebody who can score on this team. It's, yeah. Jalen Brunson is a really great player, but he can't do it all himself. I thought that Quentin Grimes was really developing into a, uh, an outside scoring option for them who could also play a, lot, a solid defensively, but he seems to have regressed quite a bit. Julius Randle seems to have lost his fucking mind. Like, I don't know what's going on with him, but he's completely in his head. Is is it just my imagination, or does Julius Randle play really well one season then take the next season off? I feel like that's that's a fair... I feel like he rotates. Like, he's like, he does crop rotations on whether or not he's going to be a a good player in a season or not. Um, But yeah, like, I mean, like, really at this point in time, with with very little to get they're getting from Julius Randle, you know, I think at this point in time, it's safe to say RJ Barrett, we know who he is and who he is, is an inconsistent scorer uh, who doesn't play very well on defense. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, realistically, you're really looking at Mitchell Robinson as a lob threat and, and Jalen Brunson as your gadget scorer. But, Really, there's nothing else on that team, and a, a roster that I was very excited about, I've become a lot less excited about. That said, they are they are taking a a note of the Miami Heat uh, playbook, and they're going to muck it up. 
And because of that, they're probably still going to be a top four team in the in the East when it's all said and done. Um, I'm just less uh, bullish on them, I think, this season than I was last season when they the, when we started seeing that turnaround. Yeah, makes sense. I I don't know what Randall's deal is though. I, I I hope it's the case that he's just starting slow and he he needs to get yeah. it going here. I don't know. He ended last year banged up, so I. I he's just really man. like he just seems like he's like constantly in his head as a player. I don't know what his deal is. Uh, up next, New York Knickerbockers, or sorry, the uh, Indiana Pacers. Indiana Pacers have the greatest offense in NBA history. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton's broken a bajillion records, including one where it was like responsible for uh, 156 points in three games with no turnovers or something stupid like that. He's got an insane assist rate, insane assist to turnover rate. Uh, he's everything that he was last season, but it seems like even better. Um, and uh, the team, you know, they, they've had, they've had a, a rough schedule, but they've had some pretty big signature wins over Milwaukee, over Philly, um, yeah, like uh, I just pulled up Tyrese Halliburton right now. He's averaging 12.5 assists a game. He's averaging 2.1 turnovers a game. So over a 6 to 1 turnover rate. It's just it's mind-blowing how great of a playmaker he is. And it's with less minutes from Heald, who was really his number one assist target last season. He's uh building around uh, he's helping build around Obi Toppin. Benedict Matherin has had, gone off to a slow start. It'll be interesting to see how the, what what happens with that particular prospect. But it's a, it's an exciting team, and while they're in seventh right now, I think that they uh, they have a lot of opportunity to move up in the standings. I still have them as a top six team in the East. Thoughts? Uh, Halliburton had a really bad time today with the, that Orlando Magic defense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of length. That was, but... that was a rough outing. I didn't see today's game, so I couldn't. I, I didn't. Uh, I yeah. didn't have it in front of me. But. I will. Uh, I'll pull up his numbers real quick because I actually have sleeper open anyway. Just give me a second. Uh, Twelve point loss. <laughs> this man had twelve points, two boards, three assists, oh. four turnovers, and he shot four of fourteen. That's got to be the least amount of assists he's had in a game, and assists four turnovers is completely opposite of what I just said. So please, extra, uh, like, delete that from your memory. I can't remember the last time I saw him not have. The Cavs crushed the Nuggets tonight. Interesting. Um. So yeah, uh, what are your thoughts on Tyrese Halliburton and the 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 Pacers today? I'm not sure if it's just a case of they had an off night or. The Magic just had their number. The Magic are a scrappy ass team, and, they, and like last year, they beat Boston three times. Like, like they just get up for certain matchups. I think. Well, I think, and I think it might be a case. And I didn't mean to cut you off. I think it might be a case of all off season long, people were talking up the Pacers and their young core being the best young core in the league. I think it might have got under the Magic skin. I think they might want to go out there and prove a point. Because Paolo had a great game. Franz had a great game. Suggs had a great game. I think Mo Wagner had a great game. Cole Anthony had a had a decent game. Like, like across the board, the young guys showed out. I think with the Orlando Magic, one thing that you can't like discount is the fact that they should be, based off of 
just the body type and talent alone, they should be a top 10 defense in the league, no matter mm-hmm. what happens. Right. So that should give you an, the occasional game, particularly against a team like Indiana, which defense is not their forte. Uh, offense, is, offense is what they do, and they do it very well, but a, a pretty flawed team um, at this point in time. So uh, if Orlando could stifle the offense and, and, uh, and, uh, and turn that, into, uh, turn that on to, to offense on their end, then it makes sense that they would, uh, they would have a good game for sure. Man, not to be off topic here, but I'm I'm chatting in Discord at the same time as we're going here. And I mean, Duke just basically told himself he's playing Mario. Hmm? Duke is playing Mario. That's why he's not joking. Yeah. That's funny. I think he's playing it with his son, though, or his kid. I don't know if he has a son or if he has a daughter. I don't know. I don't pay enough attention. I think he's got a son. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's the case. Uh, so the Cleveland uh, Cleveland Cavaliers seven and six just uh, just dummied the defending W uh, uh, defending NBA champions, not WNBA champions. I don't know why I was gonna say that. Uh, Denver Nuggets. Uh, so far this season, they've obviously had some health issues with uh, their bigs, but one of the things that's a bit alarming is. Uh, the lack of development we've seen offensively from Evan Mobley, and it has a lot of people asking questions, particularly since um, they have a pretty big question coming up in this offseason with uh, what's going to be happening with Donovan Mitchell's contract. So what are your thoughts on uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers so far this season? I mean, I, I didn't expect them to be... I, I thought last year was a bit of a misnomer, but not in, in, in the case where I thought they were bad. I thought this year... They would just people wouldn't overlook them the same way, and yeah. and sort of the cream would rise with the crop a little bit more. And I thought that they would they wouldn't get the same amount of success. Jared Allen he's missed the start of this year. That's probably why they've started slow, honestly, because he he missed like the first seven or eight games or whatever it was. But yeah, now uh, the Mitchell's hurt too, and he's so he's supposed to be, like so like the thing is is with uh, Jared Allen is like you know. The, the conversation was they're supposed to be looking to move off of him, right? Um, I guess. Because, uh, because they wanted, because uh, Evan Mobley isn't, devo- uh, like, they, they're supposed to be moving off of him because he, he's, they can't win in the playoffs with two bigs and their team is, uh, you know, he's too much of a liability on the offensive end and stuff like that, especially pairing with a non-shooting four in Evan Mobley. And Evan Mobley is supposed to be the new five. But, the fact that they don't seem to be able to function without him, I think, really calls into question the entire structure that they, they that they built this uh, this team around. If that makes sense. Um, so yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that progresses. I thought the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think I had them second in the league. Um, I'm probably going to have. I'm probably going to end up eating crow on that one because I'm not seeing. I'm I'm a lot more concerned with the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I think that they could get a lot worse before it gets better for sure. The Atlanta Hawks, six and six. The Atlanta Hawks have sucked. I don't know if you've watched any of their games, but they've not been very entertaining. They do have a pretty spectacular young player, though. Because I don't watch the Hawks play. I'm just going to be honest with you. That, that's, yeah. that's one of the teams that I just try to avoid at all costs. Oh, really? I, I put his shot chart in uh, the thing, and uh, that's the reason why Duke wants to boot that guy out of... Uh... Uh, boot the guy out of the the league because he wants to get a hold of this uh, this player, and he's not responding to his trade offers. 
Uh, it's uh, Jalen uh, Johnson. So oh, no Jalen. idea who this is. Yeah. Yeah, Jalen Johnson. Yeah, no, he's uh he's been absolutely otherworldly this season, averaging 15 points off the bench, eight rebounds, two uh, two assists, with a uh, effective field goal percentage of 67.1. percent uh, He is at a full win share so far this season, which would have him at three Kevin Knox's careers. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's uh, he's absolutely uh, he's absolutely dynamite from all three levels uh, in the offensive end, and he's uh, he's even he's even been pitching it defensively. Uh, they tried him in the starting lineup, but uh, with Trey being so poor this season, mm-hmm. it's been he kind of like quieted him down a lot. So keeping him on the bench where he can kind of run the team, uh, be there, run the team. He doesn't have to share touches with Trey. I think. Uh, uh, has helped uh, help them, and that's what's keeping them afloat at 500. But I'm not sure the Atlanta Hawks are going to be much better than ninth or tenth in the league at this point in time, from what I've seen. It'll be interesting to see whether or not this is a case of fool's gold later on. See if it's sustainable. Now the Brooklyn Nets are in tenth, tied in tenth with the Toronto Raptors. They both have a six and seven record. Brooklyn Nets, uh, they started off the season a lot hotter than I think a lot of people did on the back of a tremendously hot scorer in Cam Thompson. Uh, Thomas, sorry. Uh, Cam Thomas obviously has been injured, and they dropped off almost immediately after that. I believe they are 3-7 and seven, uh, without Cam in the lineup. But Even not Cameron with... Johnson's back. He's part of the year hurt. So, you know, he's back. So. A no, Cam uh, for a Cam. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, overall, uh, it'll be interesting to see where the Nets are. I still think that they are a team that's going to be battling to make it into the play-in. That's where they are right now. Um, but yeah, uh, it's interesting. Uh, Toronto sitting at six and seven as well, in technically in eleventh place. Toronto's had a really tough start to the season. Um, of uh, Toronto's seven losses, uh, two of them have been to Boston, two of them have been to Philly, and one of them has been to Milwaukee. They don't really have a bad loss on their schedule with the exception of a game against the Portland Trailblazers. Um, outside of that, though, they've, uh, they've, been, they've been 6 and 2 against competition that isn't the top three in the East. Um, and, uh, well, actually, they even have one win over Milwaukee Bucks as well. Sorry. They also have a win over the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are the best team in the West. So they've, uh, they've definitely done a lot. Um, the real renaissance here seems to be the evolution of Scotty Barnes, uh, who is completely uh, t- uh, taken over. Um, just embarrassed, uh, embarrassed Cade Cunningham tonight. So far this season, he is, uh, his career average was t- 15.7 points. He's up to 20 points a game. He's added two rebounds to nine rebounds a game, so he's almost averaging a double-double. He's averaging six assists a game. His effective field goal percentage is up to 52.8. Uh, he's shooting 37.1 from three, which is a huge improvement over the 30% he's shot career-wise. And uh, he's already added uh, five Kevin Knox's careers of win shares. I like uh, this trend of, of just, we just rate it based off of them. Like just, 
five career of Kevin Kevin Knox's in win shares uh, so far accumulated this season. Scotty Barnes is the truth um, and may have finally solidified himself as the best player out of that draft class. Oh, Lord. Move it on. That lofty draft class, including J- uh, Josh Giddy and the likes of Jalen Green and Evan Mobley. And I'm Cade, starting to... Uh... Cade the Fade Cunningham. I'm starting to think Giddy more and more likely is the man out there, and he's going to get dealt at some point. I, I the the Slob King, Josh Giddy, yeah, yeah, the Slob King. You you think they're going to get rid of the Slob King? They can't get rid of the Slob King. I don't think they can pay him and Shea and Chet and they had the same problem with the Baca Westbrook Durant Harden. What are you talking about? Like they can't pay all four. Yeah, but you you can't you can't slob without the Slob King. So who's so so who do you think the odd man out is? Are they gonna get rid of uh not power forward Jalen? No, you're gonna get rid of Dort. He's not gonna get a max anyway. It's fucking Lou Dort. I mean Lou Dort's making he signed a ninety million dollar contract. That's insanity. Uh, I mean what I will not have you slandering Lou Dort. Come just, on, uh, move on to the next team here. No, who's gonna, next? I, I gotta look this up on Spool Train just because I want to make sure I'm not crazy. Pretty sure Lou Dort signed a big contract last off, not last off season, but the off season. They're out of their fucking mind, sir. The man looks like a clown car careening off a cliff. <laughs> Will not have him shit talk Lou Dort. You said it yourself. <laughs> I, not, I said that he looks like a brick flying. I did not say he looks like a clown car. A, a brick flying through a window or at someone's head or what? No, like, just if a brick learned how to hover. That's what it looks like when Lou Dort is toward. What is that noise I'm hearing? It's my dog uh, playing with his sweet, or her sweet toy. It's a hot dog. It squeals for mercy as she uh, she clamps into it over and over ah, again. Only the most professional audio here at the Full Court Press Podcast. I'm working with some new jakes, man. I can, I can only do what I can. <laughs> Sometimes you hear a cat come in the background. Sometimes you hear a random YouTube video start playing or a ringtone. Or... Sometimes the host skips the recording to play <laughs> Super Mario PG. Sometimes I mute because I think I'm going to cough and then I unmute. And then I end up coughing after I unmuted. Sometimes you have someone open a drink on air. Sometimes, uh, sometimes somebody uh, speaks mad, uh, madly, uh, like mad crazy about Ludonis Dort. So, I Lugonitz? mean, is that how Lugon- it's uh, Lugonitz Dort. I thought it was like Lugoons. No, I'm pretty Lugwins. sure. Lugwins. Lugwins. It's Lugwins. Lugwins. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you're Canadian. You fucking know about that. I mean, you speak Canadian. As a flute as I am with Canadian, I don't know. I don't know that Canadian. Um, Chicago Bulls five and nine. We've already touched on it. It's a mess. They're going to sell everything. They're they're going to get worse. Charlotte. This is a team. We, we we have to at least say the one funny thing. They had a players only meeting after the first game. Yeah, and then they beat the Raptors. <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets. Miles Bridges is back. Yeah, uh, they're three and nine. Um, Obviously, uh, it seems like Lonzo Ball, or not Lonzo Ball, so, sorry, Lamelo Ball is uh, is back uh, back and at it. I'm still expecting this team to kind of pick up as the season goes on. Um, I think there is a, there's a lot of talent that people don't give them credit for on that roster. I think they're going to be closer to the Brooklyn Nets than a lot of people uh, might might expect. Lamelo is 
honestly, probably one of my top five favorite players in the league to actually like watch play. I think um, him getting out of that environment is like a one. Just as soon as it happens, we should pop bottles. Like it's going to be a day to celebrate. Well, I mean, they they so obviously the environment's awful, but like, uh, but they do have some really good talent and a really good talent on that team. Uh, Mark Williams is a uh, is such a is such an interesting prospect in his second year. Uh, just com- I watched him play the the Wizards, which I mean, obviously the Wizards are the Wizards, but he completely just dominated an entire game in the NBA against NBA players. Um, and uh, to get that from a center prospect, um, come on, their second the year, Wizards, it's pretty. But, well, the Wizards are not NBA talent, NBA players. The Wizards are like G League at best. I mean, the Wizards are they're. They have NBA talent. Like I mean, yeah, Gadford, yeah, Gadford's on, pretty decent. On. Like it's not the not the worst. Um, that said, I do have to eat a lot of crow on the two and ten Wizards because I had them as a playing team. And I was clearly completely mistaken. I think I thought I said that Jordan Poole is going to be an All Star uh, this season. And, uh, <laughs> They're talking about trading him. And uh, you know, after watching Jordan Poole this season, I have to say that I was. I was wrong. I was wrong. I really was excited to see this Wizards team. I thought between Poole and Kuzma, we'd have a really interesting. Um, I'm gonna say it. Interesting offensive dynamic. Are you ready for this? Jordan Poole. Yep. You're a really expensive backpack for Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. So uh, the Wizards announced that he's uh, he's available for trade. The, the, well, they haven't announced, but it's rumored that they are uh, considering trading uh, Jordan Poole, which I mean, good <laughs> luck, I guess. They didn't even um, need a month of seeing him play. Nah, dog, get his ass out of here. Well, they still have uh, they still have four more seasons after this on that hundred thirty thirty four million dollar contract he signed last season. So we've seen I, enough uh, of this shit. Get him out. I, uh, I really doubt that they're going to see a, a see a package that's going to make any sense unless uh, Jordan does something different. <laughs> like unless he starts behaving differently than he has been behaving currently in Washington, then they are not going to get any assets for him, and they'll probably have to pay somebody to take him, which I'm not sure makes sense for them. Oh man, that's a funny fucking thing, though. Just Jordan Paul. I don't understand why anyone you, you can't function in a system with Steph Curry that Steve Kerr has curated. It's just it's just an offensive like flow and it, he lost the magic touch is, is that's all that happened. Draymond punched him and his vision is now slided like awkward off center. He he just can't see the basket straight anymore. I think I think he's the kind of person that he needs a, a hard reminder that the NBA should be taken seriously because I just feel like he doesn't take it seriously. I don't take him seriously, so it's even. Yeah, so I mean, uh, one of the things about uh, one of the things about the Wizards that's uh, that's interesting uh, or like uh, that was really funny was like, so Danny Advia is all of a sudden become a legitimate three point shooter. Uh, he's easily their best defensive player. Um, he seems to be able to handle the ball with some skill, um, and I remember watching watching this highlight, and it was like Jordan Poole like just came down and just shot like a, a nonsense three pointer like four seconds into the shot clock, and Danny Advia was standing wide open in the corner, and he was like shaking his head like, "What the hell's going on here?" And uh, and then I saw somebody on Twitter that re- like posted it's like, buddy, I, I hate to break this to you, but that guy like shook off Steph Curry like. <laughs> 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 I 
You're not getting the ball. <laughs> this, <laughs> this man is 22 years of age in his third year. Or this is his fourth year. Yeah, this is his fourth season, yeah. This guy right here, at the if he continues to to improve at the rate he's improving and showing flashes up this year, you think he could be the guy they both around? No, no, they're going to be building around Bilal Kulawale. Have you not seen this kid play? I haven't watched the Wizards. Why would I watch the Wizards? Oh, man, Bilal <laughs> is, like, so they, they started off the season, they weren't giving him very many minutes. It was like 10, 10, 15 minutes a game. Now he's, like, upwards to 30 minutes a game. He is he is an electric defender. He has got a decent shot. He has playmaking ability with the ball in his hands. He's a, he's a special talent. Um a lot of uh, he went unscouted for much of last season up until uh, he got promoted on the Metropolitans, which was uh, Wembenyama's team. Um, and then all of a sudden, scouts got to see him. And then you know they have this kid who's a point guard who is the size of OG Ananobi, um, and uh, you know he has point guard skills, but has all the defensive prowess and promise of an OG Ananobi. He's a He's definitely going to be the player that will be is the most promising player on this roster. I think Danny Anavia is an interesting player. I think he could be a Caruso. I think he could be something along those lines. Um, but I, I see him being maybe a fourth role player. Piece. Yeah, like if you're building around Danny Anavia, then I think well. then you're probably a two and ten Wizards team. <laughs> This this is probably a case of Evan Turner on the Sixers. Yeah, yeah someone's got to get the touches. That's well, a, Kyle Kuzma's a Kyle Kuzma's very interesting. And if I was the if I was the Wizards, honestly, I'd be looking at shopping Kuzma as opposed to Poole because I feel like yeah. you get a lot more for Kuzma than you would uh, for Poole. Because once I once again, I don't see Poole uh, being a valuable player. You trade um, both of them in a package, maybe. And then we have the team that. We all agreed on. <laughs> yep. The Detroit, Detroit basketball. The Detroit Pistons under uh, Monty Morris are 2-10. and ten. Did I say Monty Morris again? I, I, I was taking a sip of my drink. Mon- taking Monty- my head. This is a mistake <laughs> that you have made consistently. I'm starting to think that you Monty just can't Williams. differentiate. Monty Williams. All Montys, you know what I mean? <laughs> the full Monty, the full Montys. Monty Williams uh, is uh, his coaching uh, coaching uh, tree now includes a two and twelve Detroit Pistons team, and uh, I watched them tonight, <laughs> and I don't think it's going to get much better for these guys. Oh my god, we need to we need to have someone whip up like an image of Monty Williams with like the little full hat and the glasses that we use, <laughs> and, and have a have a bitter segment called. Full Monty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Workshop it however you want to workshop it, man. 80, uh, $80 million dollars uh, or retirement. He the full like, Monty. I was really looking forward to that retirement. Oh, no. like... with that contract we got, we we it could just be, it could be a segment of our guys who got paid way more than they should have. <laughs> Although he deserves it because he's a hell of a coach. He was great with the Suns. Yeah, I, I mean, really he... like it... Monty Williams, but. Just just because of how much he got paid, I mean that could be the I don't know whatever <laughs> workshop it full money. That's a that's a million dollar idea. Okay, we'll do. I'll I'll get on it. Thanks. Um, <laughs> moving over to the West, Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm an idea guy. Minnesota Tw- Timberwolves, fresh off of their star player Rudy Gobert, 
getting fined twenty five thousand dollars for the sole reason or for the sole uh, violation of allowing himself to be choked out by <laughs> Draymond Green. Rudy, go to sleep, bear. <laughs> Draymond completely went mad, uh, got himself suspended for five games, all uh, all because he saw an opportunity. He saw that opening. No, he didn't see an opportunity. He saw red. I don't know. I don't think. I, I think he's like. Listen, there's been a lot of words said between Rudy Gobert and uh, Draymond Green over the years. Uh, they've been com- competing for a lot of the same credentials and awards. And uh, Draymond Green has made his uh, opinion known about uh, Rudy Gobert pretty pretty frequently. And I think it comes as no surprise that as soon as he had the chance and the opportunity, he took it. And uh, <laughs> it came with five-game suspension. Draymond said, you can't, defa- you can't defeat. You can't defend a rear chin lock. How are you going to be defensive player of the year? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, the other thing uh, that's uh, we impressive – we got there eventually. Seven two. Rudy Gobert had the arms of what is Draymond like six eight? <laughs> I think that's being generous. I'm pretty sure he's built a six seven. Yeah, like yeah, six seven, six eight. So like he's got like he's got at least like seven inches on him, and somehow his head just, was in it, it, it. Like he was in a rear naked choke, <laughs> like in this situation. It I'm just. I'm gonna. I'm just going to continue to filibuster here while I'm looking for this. I'm just going to post the meme <laughs> that I always I yeah. always go back to when we talk about his fucking height. Like Rudy Gobert, uh, he was in that chokehold for at least 45 seconds. Oh, after, he lost the airflow to his brain. I'm, I'm shocked he didn't go out. After, uh, after like 45 seconds after the fight had, the fight that had initially t- uh, taken place between uh, Jaden McDaniels and, uh, and uh, whatever his name is. Um, what's his name? Thompson. What's the Clay Thompson? <laughs> that, that meme is always great. Cause... Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about like Draymond, like he's gonna stop Shaq. Get out of here! Yeah, but uh, yeah, good damn well. So the Minnesota Timberwolves, though, um, they seem to have figured it out. Uh, They are a stellar defensive team with uh, an offense that's organized around a really great point guard and Mike Conley, who even in the twilights of his career seems to be able to build help build competitive teams. Uh, we will talk about the Utah Jazz and yep. their disappointing start later on this season. I think a lot of that has to do with the illusion that Mike Conley built for them uh, because it's clear the night and day difference between what this offense looks like um, with Min- in Minnesota between him and someone like uh, D- D'Angelo Russell. Um, it's clear as well the difference that you see in Utah when you go from Jordan Clark- uh, from uh, Mike Conley to Jordan Clarkson as your point guard, right? So. I just, this is the thing about Mike Conley, because I feel like, I don't know if he gets enough credit for how good he is. One all-star in his entire career, and I don't think he's going to get One all-star, he, 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 the NBA teammate of the year, that's like a little participation trophy shit, all defensive only second team. This is a man who for seasons was averaging three steals a game. Synonymous with defense, but well, he turned he off was, his. He was part of the grit and grind. Uh, he was. He, he was. Yeah. Like I mean, like he's he's played eighty two games, multiple seasons. Like I mean, he's a. I. The thing is, though, I don't know if you remember, like I remember when he first came into the league, 
after like two or three years, people were calling him a bust. Well, I, I do. It know... took a while for him to, to to get like the respect he deserved. I do know that when they brought him, when they first drafted him, it was a surprise because they had just recently uh, integrated a rookie point guard uh, who is certainly going to the Hall of Fame uh, in uh, Kyle Lowry. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, then they drafted Mike Conley and traded Kyle Lowry to the Rockets, um, and a lot of people thought that was a bit weird. And then he, Lowry flamed out with the Rockets and went to the Raptors, and the rest is history. But it'd be an interesting, uh, I guess that's an that's an interesting kind of like glass door situation. Like, who had the better career? Like, oh, he's got a championship. Well, I mean, there's that. And he's also got more all-stars and such, too. But, I, I mean, in fairness to Conley, he was in the West. The West was brutal yeah. in those days. And yeah. he, he was never, like, the face. He was never the guy. Like, like Toronto, I mean, DeRozan was the dude. But Lowry was always, like, Robin to Batman. Lowry w- w- would have been, like, the fourth or the fifth. Because it was Zebo, it was Gasol. Well, they had Rudy Gay or OJ Mayo, Tony Allen, Tony Allen. Like, yeah, I think like with uh, Memphis as well. Like Memphis never really like they never really had an era like the Raptors did under Kyle Lowry. Because like even yeah. Kyle Lowry and DeRozan weren't beating uh, weren't beating LeBron James in the Eastern Conference. That team was still finishing top of the East, like in the top three of the East, like every season for like six to seven seasons. Memphis never really went through that. The, uh, under the uh, Gasol Conley uh, era. That said, like I mean, once that a, Grizzlies team, that Grizzlies team dealt with you know the OKC uh, like uh, OKC t- uh, like OKC team of Harden, Durant, uh, Westbrook, Ibaka, Ibaka, like the Warriors, Warriors started their dynasty. Yeah, the Grizzlies were kind of just starting to fade at that point in time. So I mean, it's a lot. Like um, there's a lot to be made of. Uh, um, Mike Conley's career just being buried by circumstance. Uh, when you think of playoff basketball, I remember his. If you ever remember that era, though, I don't even know if Mike Conley's a name that when you're discussing. No, yeah, that's a shame because it should. Because he's a really good player, and he's shown that. Like, how many times has he missed playoffs? I, I, I honestly don't know. Well, uh, he's just he he's up. consistent. Um, the so thing playoffs the first three years in Memphis, and then the last, and then it looks like there was a two year. Oh, sorry, yeah, it looks like there was a two years. Uh, the last two years in Memphis, so he missed the season five, uh, five times. He missed playoffs five times in his career, and he's uh, been in the league since he's twenty. He's now sixteen, so or thirty six. So he's been in the league for sixteen seasons, and he's missed the playoffs five times. That's insane. The thing about that Grizzlies team, and we're, we're, we need to get on with the list here, but specifically about that Grizzlies team, when you talk about playoff basketball, um, you think about slowing it down, uh, 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 an emphasis on defense, an emphasis on possession by possession basketball, more so than fast breaks, more so than yeah. electric plays. That team was built for success in the playoffs, and they ran into a buzzsaw with that Thunder team. season. After season, <laughs> that yeah. team was built for playoff ball, and, and they just—they just—they were in the wrong era. Well, so that I, team in the '90s is a dynasty. 
I, I'm looking at I'm looking at their like uh, I'm looking at his playoff record now. I don't know if like the injuries. I don't have like the the actual like places he finished, but his uh, his tw- first time he was in the playoffs, they played thirteen. He has started thirteen games. Mm-hmm. Then uh, then fifteen games, and when he yeah. was twenty five, and then after that, no more than eight games in a season. And they, they um, in and out like basically five or six games the rest of the playoffs. They were like. I want to say they were one of the first eight seeds to upset a one because they beat the Spurs that year. The Spurs were the one seed and yeah. they were the eight seed, and no one expected they, there was like a Spurs team, and they went out there and they dogged them. Yeah, well, that's probably one of his thirteen or fifteen seasons, a uh, game seasons, because it looks like he only made it to the second round twice, maybe three times, three times because there was one with where he played eight. But yeah, the rest of it, I mean, yeah, no, it's a it's a shame. He's in a he was in a tough conference his entire career. He stayed there the whole time too. And he's um, still there. He's still in the West. But that said, like this, uh, <laughs> this, I'm, I'm nervous because, uh, like, I'm nervous to fully buy in because obviously the Gobert situation and stuff like mm-hmm. that, like the Cat Towns. I'm still not a hundred percent sold that 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 is something that's been figured out at this point in time. No, it's but not. it's. Outside of Denver Nuggets, though, like I can't think of a team that I'm like 100. percent The Timberwolves couldn't be, uh, like the Timberwolves should lose that series right now. Right. And I and like in the West, like I think they are a legitimate championship contender at this point. I don't think the Timberwolves. I'm not saying are. that they're going to win it, but I, I'm saying that like I think that they, there's a legitimate there's a, a universe that I can imagine the Timberwolves getting. It, to it, it, it's, if the Timberwolves went up against the Lakers in the playoffs, I would have the Timberwolves right now. The Kings, I'd have the Timberwolves. The Thunder, I'd probably still have the Timberwolves. I think that the like, I think I would like depending on if the Suns were healthy. And I'm not the, worried about the Suns being healthy because they're they'll they'll be fine when they get their core together. The one time that they were well, all like, there, they scored seventy in the first half, like clockwork. Like it's, it's I'm, I'm just saying, like if in the playoffs, yeah. like if they'd have if they were healthy, completely healthy in the playoffs, I would say that they they I would favor the Suns over the Timberwolves, and I would favor the Nuggets over the Timberwolves. Outside of that, I don't think there's anybody uh, like I don't think there's anybody in the West right now that I would uh, I would prefer over the Timberwolves at this point. I feel like you're setting yourself up for a fall, brother. We'll see what happens. It's a long season. I, I, long just, season. I just, I just think it's a case of them starting off hot and everybody else starting off slow. The Suns th- have been hurt. The Lakers I think are, are... A, I think my like the it's a mixture of the court is only so big and they have so much size. Like I mean, <laughs> they are so huge on the floor. They they're. Plus, when they have Rudy and Towns together, they are plus when Nas and Towns are together. They're plus when Rudy and uh, Nas are together. Uh, is it Nas? Who's that fucking uh, big? That who's their alternative big? Nas Reed. Is it Nas Reed? Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I thought that there was the guy in Phoenix. I was saying. Sorry, I always get those two mixed up. Um, but yeah, like uh, I get like uh, the only player that like the only minus big lineup they have is when they don't run any bigs with Nas at this point in time. They yeah. are a team that's built to be big, play big. They're a team that's built to play slow, which is playoff basketball, which is something that you mentioned is especially Mike Connolly's. And you know they have they have that kind of it factor. Uh, superstar in Anthony Edwards, I think that this team could be real. Um, I just don't know how prepared this team is mentally for playoff ball. 
because the game changes, the speed changes. I mean, you don't arguably, get, like, you just don't get the same. You don't get the same looks. You don't get the same feel. It's hard to it's hard to argue that the Denver Nuggets didn't play tougher games than they did against the Minnesota Timberwolves in the first round last season. Sure. Like I mean, like they obviously Phoenix uh, Phoenix won two games, but mostly like it was like in the games that Denver won, they were mostly blowouts. Um, they oh, they were blowouts, yeah. Yeah, they swept the Lakers. The Timberwolves got one win. They took them to overtime twice, right? Like I mean, they they ended it like they were like legitimately the most threatened during that first round playoff series, and that was a one to eight series. Imagine the Timberwolves having home court advantage. You don't think that might have been a lot of Nuggets just having nerves because oh, we're the one seed, we got all this pressure. Maybe they, the they, Timberwolves they, they are come playing of inspired. No one expects us to do anything. We're gonna come out there. We're gonna show y'all. All of those are very possible situations. I'm just saying that, like, I, I'm seeing a continuation right now of what we saw in the playoffs, and I think that this team could be for real. I just, I don't. I think LeBron and Anthony Davis beat this team. I think the Kings beat I don't this believe team. in the Lakers. I don't no. believe in the Lakers either, but I believe in the Timberwolves less. I don't like I don't believe in the Lakers. The Kings problem, I think when they go up against a team like the Minnesota Timberwolves, is that the Wolves are better offensively than the Kings are defensively. The, I think the, that I think it's like it's like the unmovable uh, unmovable object versus the unstoppable force. Except for you know the unmovable object has a little bit more force than the un, uh, than the force uh, unstoppable force has a movable object. If that makes sense. Until until a team that is not the number one seed best team in the league eliminates LeBron James, I got no reason to pick against him in the playoffs because it, it, playoff ball is different. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't think that, like, I just don't think that the team, like, I think you're, we're seeing uh, Austin Reeves kind of return to earth right now with the Lakers. We're seeing uh, D'Angelo Russell being D'Angelo Russell. Um, obviously, yeah. they've been dealing with some injuries. It seems like some of the players they decided to move on from, particularly Lonnie Walker, uh, the fourth, um, may have been the wrong yeah, players. Good. Uh, wrong players to move on from, like... Um, so it's it's interesting. Like obviously, there's been rumors that they want to bring in another superstar, which is the same crap that we hear every season. Every um, occasion. And like, there's there's pretty heavy links to Zach Levine, but they don't really have the resources, I think, no. to really make that work unless they want to move on from a, some pretty uh, like some players that they had considered um, prior to this as untouchable, like Austin Reeves. Um, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that works out. But uh, I don't believe in the Lakers. I think that they, I think they were a play-in team that got hot, and uh, I think that that might be the same case. They might happen again. They might get hot again. But I, until I, I just don't believe in the roster. Um, how about the Mavericks? Mavericks have been playing great. I think we both had them as in, as in. Uh, a low play-in team, like I think 10, 10 or 9, or possibly even just out of the play-in. I had them did around our... there, like between 7 and 10 or so. And this team is, uh, it fits very well. Like, I mean, I think we both agreed that they had a really great offseason. And um, you can clearly see the plan is working a lot faster than everybody thought, particularly with their rookie, Derek Lively. Um, the, the read on him was that he was too small, he needed to beef up before he could start playing center minutes. 
but he's hit the, he's hit the ground running with the the Mavericks. He's clearly their best big that they have in their rotation. He has already established really great uh, great um, chemistry with Luca. Uh, I think his highest scoring game when he was at Duke was like 15 points, and he ended up scoring more than that in his first game in the NBA, um, which is insane. Uh, he's just, he's making the NBA look easy at this point. I think it's fools called. You think so? Huh? I don't. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but Kyrie Irving is still on this team. It's true, and they, but they 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 survived his injury without much of an issue. Like he missed That's three games. It's not about his injury. It's about no, no, his I'm ego. I'm just saying, like they survived. Like they, he missed three games. I think they were two and one during that uh, during that stretch. They've already played some pretty tough teams. They lost to the Raptors, which means that they're pretty good. Um, so uh, yeah, I I, I, I think they're uh, I think they're a good team. I think they're a good team. Maybe they're not top two in the in the West. I don't think that that's the case. Like, if I was to right now to say, I'd say the Denver Nuggets are probably or are definitely better than them. I'd probably pick the Sacramento Kings over them. Um, Oklahoma City Thunder. It's kind of a wash for me. The Suns. I think they're better than them. I think the Pelicans. There's you a think first- the Mavs are better than the Suns? No, I'm saying that the I think the Suns oh, are better. I'm than, like, Lord, I, I think mercy, the Suns bro. are better than them, is what I said. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then I think the New Orleans Pelicans. There's a version of them where they're better. Um, so I, I, I could see them still Oof. dropping into a play-in situation. Um, <laughs> I, that, I was about to come over there and Draymond Green you one last time. Uh, finally, have my excuse. Uh, yeah, no. So I, I think the Mavs are good. I don't think that they're. I like I said, I, I could see them dropping, but I don't think that means that. They're a bad team. I don't think they're a championship contender at this point in time. I don't know if there's a a, a formula that you can build around Luca where that would be the case, but um, we'll see. Uh, Denver Nuggets nine and four, dealing with some injuries already this season, but seemingly handling them pretty well. Like I mean, nine and four, they're they're winning pretty well. Jokic doesn't seem to have uh, let the summer. Uh, Take uh, take his wind or anything like that. He still seems to be dominating the league. I'd still say he's the best player in the league at this point. What are your thoughts on what we've seen from the Nuggets so far? I think that the Nuggets are better than this record, which is funny because their record is good. I think um, I think a bit of it is championship hangover, but also Jamal Murray's been hurt. Yeah, they've had some injuries, which is something they didn't have to deal with all of last season. So I, I think this team should be eleven and two. Yeah, I mean, I think that they could like eleven and two, twelve and one. There's like, a game. Is, there's yeah. a game that the Denver Nuggets play in that I don't think they should win, right? So I, I think they could be undefeated. They should be. Uh, they should be eighty-two and zero at the end of the season. But that said, you know, you're on crack, dude. <laughs> that said, uh, that the, the world doesn't work that way. Um, we know what the Nuggets are. <laughs> We we know what this we know team is. the best team in the league. Uh, <laughs> this, this, this this is the team is a universe that revolves around the sun that is uh, Nikola Jokic. Yeah, I mean, and, and like I mean, they built that team very well. They have some good young rookie player, uh, young players. Peyton Watson uh, seems to be a real defensive dynamo. Uh, Julian Strother seems to have some uh, some jo- juice off the bench. The question is. Uh, will Mike Malone, who just recently got re-upped with a new contract, will he trust the young players, which hasn't been his MO in the past? I don't think it will be his MO in the future. Um, so, interesting. How much longer until their front office surpasses uh, Masai Ujiri? What do you mean? Like, best front office in the league. 
Well, I mean, I, it's their front office uh, in terms of drafting, in terms of trading, think, in terms of when I what I would like what I'd say is that they are the best front office in the league because like I mean I don't know like the, the their front office changed last season. So they have oh. a new person in in the in, in uh, driving uh, driving the ship because Tim Conley jumped ship to go to the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the first move that the genius Tim Conley did was to acquire Rudy Gobert for all of his assets, um, which calls into question his judgment in general. <laughs> but like that was still the, so bad this year. <laughs> that's still the that was still the GM that that drafted Jokic, drafted Murray, drafted. Uh, um, Porter Jr. You know, made the um, made uh, made the KCP trade, made the Aaron Gordon trade, um, but uh, yeah, like I mean, it's a, it's a great front office. Like they they hit on a lot of their draft picks. They understand their superstar and how to build around their superstar better than I think any any player in the, any front office in the league at this point in time does. Obviously, Jokic is uh, is a, an amazing talent, but he's an obtuse talent. In the sense that you know he's a uh, he's not. It's hard to build from the center position, um, the foundation of your entire team um, mm-hmm. in this modern league. Normally, you want a guard or something like that that you're building around. But this organization identified that he was a special talent, and they decided to build around him very early in his career. And they know how to build around him in a way that I feel like teams like teams like uh, Philadelphia have, have had trouble historically trying to figure out how to build around similar talents. Well, let's move on to the Thunder. And speaking of Thunder, are you in a storm over there? Cause... <laughs> Once again, the dog is playing with a toy right above my head. Um, not a lot I can do about this. <laughs> You're... Hardwood You're... floors. Uh, I'm just, <laughs> just busting your chops. Uh, the Thunder, great, uh, great team. Uh, highly recommend watching them. Chet Holmgren seems to be the truth. Uh, obviously, Shea is a machine. Uh, Jalen Williams has not like he's been. He's so he's so intrinsically good when you watch him play, but I feel like he doesn't take over games the way I expect him to. Um, and I don't know if it's just because of Shea and Chet, and there's just not a lot of room to breathe on that roster, but I feel like there's another step that Jalen Williams is able to take that we haven't seen him take yet. Josh Giddy, uh, obviously he's the slob king, uh, sideline out of bounds play, uh, play king, uh, with all of his pass, uh, all of his great passing and playmaking. Um, and uh, yeah, no, the team's for real. Like I, I, I think they were a top six team in the West. I think I thought, like I thought they were a top six team in the West before. I still think that teams like the Suns are better than them. I think that Minnesota is better than them. I think the Denver Nuggets are better than them. Right now, the the Kings have a similar record to them. I think that I probably prefer the Kings to the Oklahoma City Thunder as currently constituted. But yeah, no, I think this team is for real. What are your thoughts? I think that the Thunder are very good. I think Chet is incredible. And I still think that this team is going to finish outside of uh, the top four. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that's fair. Do you think that you think they'll make the, uh, like the top six or are they going to have to go through the play-in? I think they'll, 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 they'll qualify naturally. I don't think they're going to need a play-in berth. Uh, I I think I had them like six or seven or so or eight in that window. Six. I I like that team a lot. 
Yeah. No, I, I agree. Like I, I like I, I'm right there with you. I think that they're a playoff team. I thought that they. I think when I initially predicted, I thought they were playing team, but I think this is a top six team when you, when it's all said and done. We've seen them play. I th- there's not. They dominate some really dominant teams. <clears throat> it's almost like they're not quite at, like I wouldn't put them in the contender radius at this point in time, but they're just kind of knocking on the door there. Uh, where it's like you could see a way, like you're almost at a point where you can almost see how you could get a championship this t- season. I don't think they will. And I don't think that they're at that point yet, but they're just about there. Uh, the Sacramento Kings, exciting, uh, exciting team uh, as uh, always, or at least as a. Uh, uh, as they have been uh, last season, um, ran into a little bit of problems with some injuries, um, but uh, they appear to be uh, Fox appears to be back, um, and this team's really good. Um, they're seven and four, so they've played a little bit less games than most of the teams in their conference. Um, but that said, um, I've liked what I've seen from them. I, th- I think they are a top four team. I think they're going to have home court advantage again this uh, this playoff as they did last playoff. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think they're going to be a top three finisher. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Uh, they're, they're they're fucking great. Their offense is great. I love watching this team. Sabonis is probably the best offensive center in the league. Offensive, besides that's, besides Nikola Jokic and Embiid, like he, was, he's 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 great. I was gonna say that's a that's a pretty big thing. <laughs> Even on the offensive side, um, so yeah, uh, no, I, I I think that uh, Sabonis is great. It'll be interesting to see how they continue to utilize him, particularly in the playoffs. Obviously, that was he was uh, one of the reasons why they had trouble getting past the Golden State Warriors. They really, the Warriors really exploited Sabonis. I feel like um, so. The question is, do they? Is there a way to unlock him? So that he's more effective when the games matter the most. That said, in the regular season, this team's fun to watch. They're fast. They shoot. They uh, they rebound. They they hustle. Like they're just they're just a really fun team to watch through through and through. Um, interesting. I thought that we would see a bigger step um, from Murray um, this season, which hasn't happened quite yet. That's a that said, it doesn't mean it won't happen. Um, but uh, I th- I still think that there's a lot of potential for this team to grow in other areas beyond just Sabonis and Fox, um, and uh, it makes me excited to continue watching them. Um, I am beginning to think that they're not gonna have to worry about the Warriors this year. Yeah, I mean we're gonna get to the Warriors, but yeah, I'm not, I'm I'm right there with you. I I, I predict yeah. that the Warriors would be a, a near play-in team, and uh, it'd be lu- they'll be lucky if that's the case. Uh, the Houston Rockets six and four. Coming in at sixth place, doing a lot better than both you and I thought. Um, I think that I, I I definitely believed in Fred Van Fleet, and uh, I definitely liked Dylan Brooks, but I wasn't expecting such a dramatic turnaround, particularly on the defensive side of the ball for this team, um, so quickly at least. Um, Alperen Sengun, superhero. This man is averaging just outside of twenty points, eight boards, just outside of six assists. And a steal again. Yeah, it's on a, 58% shooting. It's amazing how just adding someone who can bring the ball up the floor and distribute the ball to uh, throughout the team, like someone like Fred Fleet, It's amazing how it can accentuate the talent that already existed on the floor. Right, like Alfred Sengun, there's a really good chance he's an All Star this season, and I don't think that he added a lot to his game. 
I think that he just has the ability to have his game flourish because there's an actual structure to the team's offense now. And that's provided partly by Yudoka, and a lot of it's provided by all-star point guard and max player Fred Van Vliet. Fucking baby Jokic. Singarney. Oh, okay, I was, was going to say, I wouldn't go that far with Fred, but, you know. Was... Well, no, I'm talking about Singoni, baby Jokic. He is very little. Uh... <laughs> and this is only his third year. Yeah, no, I mean, he's... 21 years old. He's he's going to be, when he hits his prime, yeah. that's going to that's gonna be a guy who's in, like, consideration second, for many awards. Arguably the second best player in his draft class. But yeah. enough about the Rockets, because <laughs> they're not going nowhere. I, I think that this is a case of them starting off hot. and They haven't played a lot of games either. Like, there's some teams here that have played, like, you know, 16 games, and they've only played 10. Right, so uh-huh. uh, so it's you know, it, let's see what happens. I'm I, I still don't think that this team's going to make the play in, but you know they, no. they started off a lot hotter than I expected, so that's really cool. The Lakers are following them up in seventh place. Uh, they're they're currently seven and six. I've already touched on the Lakers. I don't have anything additional there. Do you have any thoughts that you'd like to share? They're a play in team, but they're they're a play in team that I wouldn't want to play if they make it through the play in. You get you you give. LeBron, many games against your team and many opportunities to, to beat your team. Unless you are the Nuggets, I, I would be worried. So then uh, after, after that is the Phoenix Suns sitting at 6-6. Six and six. Uh, So uh, we've already kind of touched on the Suns. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't have much to say. I think if they're healthy, this is the, the second best team in the West. Yeah, I, I think I'm on record saying a very same thing. I like obviously the health issues that they have, I think were to be expected. I'm hoping that for the Suns' sake, that getting it out of the way early is better for them. Like, you know, it seems like, you know, like Beal is good for 55 games. So if he misses his, you know, if he misses his 30 games this season or 28 games this, or 27 games this season, if he if he misses that at the beginning of the season, it's better than missing it at the end, if that makes sense. That, but you'd also kind of prefer him to be rested come playoff time or at least have his legs under him. Yeah. If he doesn't play a lot, he's going to come in and he's going to end up gassed. Yeah, so I, I just hopefully uh, hopefully they can uh, figure uh, figure the season out, um, get healthy, and if they do, they're going to be a real a uh, real big team. The fact that they're six and six, given all of the injury problems they've yeah. had, speaks to uh, a the def- brilliance of uh, Kevin Durant and, and a depth that they manufactured out of nothing, um, which is you know uh, something that that should be commended about the Phoenix Suns for sure. And Devin Booker, he's not doing too hot tonight, but uh, when he's played, he's been fan fucking tastic. <laughs> Up next uh, on the list here is the uh, New Orleans oh, yeah. Pelicans, which we've touched on a little bit already. Uh, I think that uh, once McCollum gets back, or even Jose Alvarado gets back, we're going to see a completely different team. Similar to what we what I was saying about Mike Conley, similar to what mm-hmm. I was saying about Fred Van Fleet. The point guard is a really important position of this NBA, and uh, mm-hmm. without without that position being uh, manned by a competent uh, leadership, you know you get things yeah. like the New Orleans Pelicans, or you get things like what the Minnesota Timberwolves were for the first half of last season. So, this is the team that you had as your one seed. Yep. And you're saying Jose Alvarado is more important than CJ McCollum, I guess. 
No, I'm saying that I, I, what I'm saying is they just need competency at that position. So I think yeah. that they will improve with Jose Alvarado. I think they'll improve more with CJ McCollum. I just think that without that position, they're going to be where they are right now, which is a play-in team, which is still like, once again, they have no point guard, right? Like, where, yeah. like, like, let me just pull it up right now, but I'm pretty sure they, like, if I told you who was starting point guard for you, you'd be like, oh, that's what's happening? Uh, then they, everything makes sense. Uh, let's see. They also have, uh, they have another guy hurt too, Murphy. He hasn't played at all this year. Yeah, that that's their three-point shooting, right? And, uh, let's see here. Sorry, I'm just uh, pulling up their stats You're right fine. now. Um, so, yeah, Dyson Daniels. Dyson Daniels is their starting point guard at this point in time which you know he's he's a good talent but you know he's pretty he didn't get a lot of play last season he's pretty much a rookie like he's pretty much a rookie at this point getting those minutes they also have because of uh, the trey murphy injury and all the injuries they're playing a guy named matt ryan 22 uh 22.9 minutes and they even started him game. i want to like the pelicans and zion to his credit He's been there. He, he's played been all but like two games, maybe yeah. three. I think three. the concern that I have with Zion is that his game looks a lot different than it used to. It's seeming yeah. it's seeming that I don't know if he's still kind of getting into game shape. Not saying that he came in out of shape, but like he just hasn't played a lot of basketball in his career. So I'm not sure. Oh, if, I'm not sure if he's just kind of getting up to speed in the NBA. But he seems to be a lot less bouncy, a lot less athletic, and that's it. May be a case of him dialing it down a little bit to conserve his health because he's fearful yeah. that he gets hurt again or they've told him to dial it back to yeah. make sure he stays healthy yeah no for sure like i just feel like i feel like there used to be a little bit more bounce to his game but yeah. uh that said uh that said like i still believe in that pelicans team maybe they won't finish first um because of the injuries but yeah. uh i still think that they are a team i wouldn't put them ahead of the minnesota timberwolves right now maybe i would i don't know I, I'd be nervous about that, but like, I think that they could be a, a home court team still. Golden State Warriors. I'm going to say it. Clay Thompson is uh, on his way out. Uh, I, I think that Andrew Wiggins, obviously, he had a rough end to last season with the with the. He issues just had a 30 his, point game with his issue with family, but he's had a really slow start to the season, with the exception of the 30 point game that he just. I had. think he's he's getting ready to ramp up. He's he's. He he's figuring it out. I think. I, yeah. think, I think the problem here because he Wiggins still has a little. He, he's on the right side of thirty. Clay. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I, I I kind of agree with you. I thought Clay was last season was a lot better than a lot, lot better on paper than it was in game, and uh, he disappeared in the playoffs. Uh, you know, but he also had a slow start to last season as well. So we'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see how it goes. I I don't like the construction of this Warriors team if they continue to put faith in the player like if they continue to empower the players who are performing poorly because of history as opposed to empowering the players like Pajemski uh who seems uh seems to be a legitimate contributor um their rookie that they they drafted this season uh I feel like I, they, I feel like they need to be giving him minutes, and I think if you're going to be cutting minutes, I think yeah, I agree with you. You probably won't be cutting it from Clay. Four years removed from the Golden State Warriors drafting James Wiseman, how sick do you think their fan base is every time they watch Lamelo Ball play? 
Well, I mean, four years removed from them drafting James Wiseman uh, and then three years removed from them drafting Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga. How think, Isik, do you think their fan base is that Jordan Pajemski, who is like the 26th overall pick, uh, is the one that's leading the team in minutes <laughs> Like between those four? <laughs> Imagine how different this team is. If they have Sengun... Like, and Lamelo and Kisingu like, was in that. It was in that uh, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, Stephen uh, 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 Scotty Barnes, like J- uh, Jalen Suggs draft, right? So they they just won the, the the championship two years ago, and I think I think they're I think they're done. I think this is. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I think that the like I think that you know maybe they don't make the playoffs, but I think they make the play in at the very least. I, I think that the Clippers are going to end up passing them. I think that there's a slight chance the Grizzlies pass them when Jock comes back. I don't think so. I just I I don't feel like if they do make the playoffs, it'll be in the play-in. And can you count on Clay to, to show up if they, if that's the case? Like, and and Draymond might end up choking out somebody. You never know, man. Like, yeah, like I mean, obviously, like. The contract they gave uh, Draymond Green is something that I think they should be worried about at this point. That's that's the death knell of the dynasty. It like the thing is is like I think Draymond was a great player, and I think he was. I still think he has the ability to be a great player. I think that given what happened with Jordan Poole, given what happened with Demondis Sabonis, given what's happened throughout his entire career of just being a psychopath. When you give that man a hundred million dollars, right, and just basically say your history doesn't matter to us anymore, that just say like you've empowered a psychopath, and what do you get? You get a man who you're now out five games with that you're paying a hundred million dollars to uh, because he decided to choke out the tall French guy. <laughs> Draymond's only out here concerned about his podcast and being LeBron James's friend. Yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, uh, the LA Clippers. The obviously, LA we Clippers. T- we talked about it a little bit. I think that they probably will get a little bit better as the season goes on. I'm not sure if they're much more than a playing team at this point. Utah Jazz. I, I think that they'll. I think they'll be okay. Utah Jazz. I think are a lot more disappointing than a lot of people thought they were going to be. I kind of called this out when I was talking about them. I thought that they would probably be in the one of the low I, I still think that they can be a bottom five team in the league this season and it's because of the point guard position they have the worst guard play in the entire league at this point i think you and me both pretty much were in sync when it came to the jazz we we had the grizzlies and the jazz in pretty similar spots yeah and the grizzlies and the blazers <laughs> and the spurs. yeah like I, I i thought the spurs would be a lot better than they they are right now because i thought no one could possibly ever score on Wembenyama. i was wrong they figured it out but uh, he had eight blocks last night, so we'll see if... Uh, if it's not so much they figured it out as he's he's still adjusting. They're yeah. still adjusting. Eight blocks. I, I think this guy's still got plenty of plenty of defensive player of the year in his future. Yeah, but the, the, the bottom four of the West, though, that's the dregs of the NBA. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. The, 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 I would take the bottom... Okay, maybe, maybe not with the Wizards and the Pistons. Like like twelve and thirteen in the East. Yeah. Like if you put their two teams together, 
<laughs> they might win a series against the best players from the bottom four of the West put together. Uh, I mean, like, I think in the bottom of the East, the only team that I like, like, there's only two teams that are legitimately bad there between the Wizards and the the Pistons. Like, I still think that the the the, the Hornets have potential to be a decent team this season. Um, that's it. That said, I think uh, I think that'll about do it for the Full Court Press podcast. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can follow us, uh, or you can leave us a voicemail on our voicemail number seven two four fu fools at seven two four three eight three six six five seven. Follow us on Twitter at fcourt press. Uh, topic suggestions can be sent to FCP Rundown. We're also on Instagram and Threads at Full Court Press Pod, uh, Full Court Press Podcast. We're on TikTok on F Court Press Pod. Well, that'll about do it for me. You want to say goodbye, Sandy? Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see you guys in three weeks. <laughs> we'll be back next week. All right. That's to be determined. <laughs> All right. Love you. Bye. Uh, uh.